0: we
1: Oh praise the Lord in the house somebody Hey God's given us plenty of reason to praise him and to worship him this morning Yes God we bless you we lift you up How many of y'all feel the presence of Jesus in the house Thank you Jesus for all that you are doing The scriptures coming to mind and it's by no accident that Jesus stood up one morning and the word says that the spirit was there specifically to heal And so I feel that here this morning that whatever you are struggling with in your body, that the Holy Spirit is here to heal you. So Father God, I thank you for your miracle working power that's present here today. The Word of God says that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says, I am the Lord your God. I change not. So Lord, I thank you. We thank you for faith in the atmosphere. I release faith in the atmosphere. Faith for faith for a miracle, Father God. I thank you. Faith for the impossible. Jesus asked the question. He said, is there anything too hard for God? He answered his own question. He said, there is nothing. So we serve a miracle working God this morning. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Sing the one who makes the blind to
0: see. The one who makes the blind to see
2: is moving here in front of me,
0: moving here in front of me. The one who makes the devil.
1: In the house this morning.
0: Oh. The one who does impossible is reaching out to make me whole. Reaching out to make me whole. The one who puts
1: death in its
0: place.
1: Come on, declare this
0: here. His life is flowing through my veins. His life is flowing.
1: Sometimes I get my my thoughts just run and I think to myself, it's a little weird that I'm trying to convince myself that I believe in the God of miracles because we know what we believe. But I go back to David when when his entire army turned against him. Remember, the enemy came in and stole everything. They stole the, the, the Israelites' wives, their children, and everything that they had. And the men, his, 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 his soldiers, they turned against him. And it says, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes you don't have a crowd to back you up. Sometimes you, don't, you, you, you can't reach your pastor to lay hands on you in that moment. You can't reach out to mom and dad because they're unavailable. And sometimes you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes you have to remind yourself. That where I am right now, maybe you're like Job, sitting on a hill, carving, you know, just, just, just depressed, carving off boils with a, a glass shard. Maybe you're proverbially in that position, but you think back and you remember to yourself, God has brought me through some big stuff before. The Philistines tried to fight David up on top of the hill. God gave him a victory. So the Philistines they said, "Well, let's try it out down in the valley." They said, let's change up our tactics. And the enemy has changed up his tactics with you. But God says to David, he says, I'm going to give you victory in the valley to prove that I'm the God of the mountains and the valleys. I'm God over it all. So I break off the spirit of fear and doubt and anxiety that has a grip on your mind. And I remind you and you remind yourself that God is still a miracle-working God. Yes, he is. And what the enemy has planned for harm, he will turn it for good.
3: Yes. Yes. Come on, give the Lord some praise. There is a very strong spirit of healing in the room today i'm just telling you and today let me ask you how many of you need a miracle right now i mean you you know i need a miracle pastor just raise your hands right where you're at just i need a miracle well here's what i'm going to challenge you we're about to sing another song about victory we're going to sing it because that's who our god is and I'm going to ask, while we're singing this, I want you, you say, I need a miracle. I want you to join me up front because we want to pray for you. If that's you, you say, I need a miracle. I just want you to come up here. Just come up here and say, I, I'm, I need it today. I want my miracle. And everybody squeeze into the front because that's, that's how this is going to work. Squeeze in. Yeah, there we go. Because here's what I believe. I don't know what your background is today. I don't know, maybe this is your first time and you're going, wow, this is a little intense. Shouldn't the presence of God be intense? That's what we believe. We believe what scripture says. Look at all this need. And I believe this room is full of faith right now. I think this is that moment right now. And we're gonna speak over one in Jesus name so I'm going to pray then after I pray we're going to sing that that song about victory whatever I can't remember the name of it you know what it is and we're going to celebrate and listen just because there are people in the altars right now that doesn't mean sit back and don't engage worship worship's not over yet and this is who we are we are children of the most high king the promises of God are yea and amen amen His word never changes. Come on, I want you to get that in your heart right now. His word never changes, does it? It does not change. And if if he's ever healed anybody, he can heal you. And if he's ever changed anybody, he can change you so i want you to build your faith right now as we begin father in the name of jesus right now we declare over every person in jesus name father you know every need you know the breakthrough that's needed and father right now with anointing we throw upon them lord your anointing upon their lives right now that the breakthrough that seemed impossible is now possible because it's not up to them it's up to you father right now the revival fires that we're seeing across america right now lord it's not for just one place it's for everywhere and where your presence is there are miracles so father right now we speak it in jesus name we speak it in jesus name right now father in the name of jesus we stand with your child and father We just declare over the body of this baby right now that God, we're calling into order, that the creative hand of Jesus is already at work. Father, right now, I speak to the fear and the concern, and Lord, in Jesus' name, we declare healing and wholeness. What the enemy means for defeat, we speak victory in Jesus' name our job is to stand in faith and we do that right now it's your hand we declare it in Jesus name Father miracles miracles breakthrough in Jesus name breakthrough in Jesus name here we go in Jesus name in Jesus name Night hearts, he does it he's the one that brings revival cancer God's got it right, right I'm just looking around here I'm seeing miracles right now what the devil meant for evil, God's turning around for good in Jesus name it doesn't matter strength's coming back coming back full in jesus name it's coming it's coming it's coming doesn't matter what diagnoses are we know who the great physician is we're going to trust and believe and confess so i don't know about you i am so grateful for the presence of the living god It doesn't matter what denomination you've come from. It doesn't matter what the name on a building is. What matters is who Jesus is. And when he's present, see, here's the thing. I always want you to know, and I'm not not trying to take a lot of time, but this is really important. What you need to understand is the Bible is very plain. And even in his word, he says where two or three are gathered together there he is as well. So there's a few more than 2 or 3 here. I can feel it's getting hot, right? It's cuz y'all working today. He's here. It doesn't matter if you're Baptist, if you're Pentecostal, doesn't matter if you're Presbyterian, doesn't matter if you're Catholic, doesn't matter what. No, no. If we confess Jesus as our savior right now, we are believers. And we belong in the presence of God Whew. come on how many know God is good come on I want you to give the Lord another praise like your miracles done in Jesus name right Woo! man God's good huh. I think we know that God is moving in our land we see it, we know it but I want to just say this it takes us being active God's always been ready to move, He's just looking for people that will let Him so focus on Him let Him do what He wants to do, as my friend Nick said, the challenge is for us to get out of the way and let God, right Amen Man, Whew, What a day. Already it's been a good day. Hey, y'all can find your seat real quick. I, I've got some good stuff for you. It is going to be so good today. I am so proud of what God is doing in all of your lives. And as, uh, oh, Megan's already up here. We are glad that you are here, aren't we, darling? We're glad. We are glad.
4: <laughs> well what a powerful move of god y'all come on y'all know i love to hear you make noise in this house so just lift up your worship from your seats right now let me hear you give a round of applause for jesus there we go that's better
2: Megan, that is why we are here, right? It's not just to come and and come and be a part of a service. I've said it before, to check a box on Sunday morning. God, I did my part, I showed up to a church service. No, but it is here to experience an encounter, an authentic encounter with the living Jesus Christ. And that's what it is about this morning. And so I'm so thankful, we are thankful to be here to share the room with our family, our friends, our community, other believers. First of all, round of applause that we love you guys truly. Here's the important truth. The important truth is each and every one of you deserve to be known. Each and every person in this room is special. And we wanna make sure that we do, we take an opportunity to get to know you, to get to know who you are. Our pastor, Pastor Clay, loves to know exactly who it is that that, he's in church with. He has a pastor's heart. And so we wanna tell you a couple of ways that you can do that this morning. First off, if you look around in your seats. We have connection cards there, the tried and true method, they're so good. You can fill those out, put a little information on there. When the ushers come around a little bit, you can drop it right there in the bucket. If you can't find a card, Megan, we have another way. We got you covered. We
4: do. We do. We got a couple. We got right up here. You can actually text welcome to this phone number. 615 846-5330. And you can do it online. Super convenient. Super easy. Um, And then there's one on our website, too. So you can do that as well. Um, But there's also something special that I love. I get to talk to you guys about it every week. And there are probably a couple new faces in here. If it's your first time, first time in a long time, let me just see you wave your hands for me. Welcome. Welcome. We're glad to have you. You. and for any first time visitors online, welcome. Um, but we do have a special guest experience for those who are in house. So if it is your first time, first time in a long time, you'll see out in the lobby directly after service, a little setup for you guys. It's a chance to get to know Pastor Clay, to know uh, some of our lead volunteers, Pastor yep. Jared, Pastor Darren, all of those fun people who uh, really are just helping make the church do what yep. it does. We just, we just love it. So if that's something you're interested in, you can find me back there after service that's all i got right I it.
2: can you I guys welcome so. pastor grant ross to the stage
1: again hey <laughs> therick's church you guys are incredible ushers go ahead and join me in the front as we prepare to receive our morning tithes and offerings um john chapter 12 verse 24 says this it says, very truly i tell you unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies it remains only a single seed but if it dies it produces many seeds Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Uh, several years ago, when this church was still in Rivergate underneath the bridge, how many of y'all remember that? The Living to Go Life Center. Ooh, threw you back a little bit. I don't remember, we used to be a life center. Anyhow, I remember sitting in, I had a little office there, and. Um, I was needing to sell a piece of property, and it, it was very important uh, Selling this piece of property was was pivotal to me doing some very, very important things in my life and you know it'd been a rough couple of years and the property had gone under contract two or three times, and then last minute. Uh, The clients backed out with literally no explanation and I I was really starting to get frustrated and it happened one more time and it was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. How many of y'all have ever been there? And I remember sitting in my office and I just got the news that the contract fell through and I was, an, I was unable to take the next big step in my life and I've been praying, trusting, I named it, I claimed it, I asked, I commanded, I did, I went through the gambit, I did everything I knew to do. I thanked God for what he was doing, I thanked him for what was to come and, and I, I was binding things and loosing things, anointing everything that moved including my little Doberman Jackie. She got anointed too. And just nothing was happening. And I'd reached my breaking point, and I remember Miss Tawana coming into the office, and she sat down, I was, I was sitting on the couch, she sat uh, behind my desk, and uh, a couple other people were in there, and Miss Tawana looked at me, and she said she said these words before the song got popular, but probably before the song was even written, so Miss Tawana might have some writing credits here. But she said, you need to trust God even though you don't see it and you don't feel it. He is working in the background on your behalf. You have to, Keyword: you have to trust him. You have to trust him. And I did that and I took her words to heart. As difficult as it was, I said, God, I trust you. I don't feel it and I don't see it, but I'm trusting you your giving is the same way you are placing it in the ground and now you don't see it and what you are saying is God I trust you not just a financial thing but some of you with your family members you don't see him working but God I trust you I don't see what's happening in my business situations but God I trust you My marriage is falling apart. It seems like the more I pray, the worse things get. But God, I trust you. And the harvest here, you see, Jesus was the seed. He was the kernel that went into the ground and died. But look at the harvest. You're the harvest. Your neighbor's the harvest. The entire world is the harvest. And you are a blessed people because you're like your father up in heaven who is faithful. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for all that you've done. I thank you that you've called us together, that we are faithful just like our dad up in heaven because your DNA flows through our veins. Lord, your word has pressed down, shaken together, even running over. You'll cause man to bring it back into us. I thank you that you're giving us opportunities. Lord, you're giving us creative insight. You give us the power to create wealth. And Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing through us here in the earth. In Jesus' wonderful name. If you love him one time, can you shout amen? Three Oaks Church, we love you so much.
5: Wonderful growth and continue to see new faces each week here at Three O's. We want to continue to highlight some of our ministries so that you can easily get connected. This week we want to tell you about The Grove. It's our senior high school student ministry. Youth Pastor Michaela Harris leads our students as they grow in their spiritual journey, build strong friendships, and learn how to apply God's Word in their everyday lives. And Coming up in March, the students will get to be the hands and feet of Jesus literally as they lead a serve day here in our community. For more information on that event, or if you'd like to go ahead and sign up, Michaela would love to talk with you out at our connection table after service. Moms, mark your calendars for March the 3rd for our next Three Oaks Moms group. Join in for coffee and desserts as Ms. Tawana shares a wonderful message that evening at 6.30 p.m. here in the cafe. And then on March the 26th at 3 p.m., we'll be kicking off another fantastic ministry. So many great things happening here. Ladies ages 18 to later 20s, you're invited to join our Three Oaks Young Ladies Bible Study and Book Club. This amazing five-week study is called Who Are You Following? And Ms. Tawana, along with Megan Corley, will be leading. So please take a minute after service and go ahead and get signed up for that. And last but certainly not least, who do you think you are? Have you ever found yourself wondering why you act or react the way you do sometimes? Maybe you want to do more for the church, but aren't sure where to begin or what might be your best fit. Join Angela Sloan for an eight-week class starting March the 30th that teaches you how to best utilize your unique God-given design. As Pastor Clay always says, what are you waiting for? We need you. There'll be a sign-up sheet in the lobby after service. Don't miss this. And as always, you can email us at info at threeoakschurch.com if you'd like information about any of our ministries or events. Now let's take a minute, stand up and say hello and good morning to someone around you.
3: Back to your seats this morning. What a beautiful day. And God is faithful, isn't he? He is a good father. And I am so glad to see every single one of you today. And we've got so much for you. You know, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but the church has been growing pretty fast here in the last little bit. And we are thankful for that. Uh, Have have you noticed that it's getting difficult to find parking spaces, all that? Yeah. Well, heres uh, we want to let you know that we see the need and we see all the things that are going on. So we want to let you know, on Easter, we'll be starting two services. On Easter. Yeah. And from then on, we'll have two services. So just hang in there. Hang in there. You may have to be cozy up to somebody that you don't know, but just get used to it, because in heaven, we're going to be around people all the time. But you know, it's great to be a part of a church that's growing, and it's exciting, and seeing miracles happen, and I am so grateful you're here. Today's Mission Sunday, and I'm going to move very quickly, so I'm going to ask our ushers to make their way up one more time, very quickly, as I tell you about our missions project for this month. And the Missions Project for this month is also who my friend is in town today from Holland. We're so glad John Mosbach is here. And, uh, but the Mozbach World Mission is a group that we've been able to be connected with for quite a few years now. They have their hands in countries all around the world. Doing ministry for children, doing uh, churches, planting churches everywhere. As a matter of fact, there have been a few times I've been had the privilege to be able to go and speak in uh, several of their churches in Europe, and it's just been an amazing, an amazing journey. Uh, last year, you helped, uh, you helped, and was a part of the the Pakistan convention that was going on. They had a big revival, big crusade, and it was amazing. And we love that. And we love getting to be a part. So, today, as you get ready to give for your missions Sunday, just remember everything that you give today goes straight into Mosbach World Mission. And it is good soil. I promise you that. So, let me pray over this offering and we'll get moving. Father, thank you for the opportunity to give and to sow seed back into the harvest field. Lord, today as we plant this seed I pray it will come back with much harvest in our own lives and Father I pray this that you will anoint and bless Mosbach World Mission in greater measure than they've ever known that Father the places where you've given them influence it will be multiplied in Jesus name thank you for letting us be a part thank you for sending people where we can't go we appreciate it Father we are grateful in Jesus name Amen and amen. Go ahead, gentlemen. And the last thing I want to do is simply this, is to tell you and remind you that, we yes, we have started our uh, raising money for our building next door for our kids' educational building. We're so excited about that. Next week, I'm going to tell you what the totals are of where we are on that. Uh, you guys are amazing. We're chugging right along, but we've got work to do. We've got children to help, and we know... We need it. We need it. Did you not find it interesting that Kirk Cameron was here and there was all the crowd, all the stuff here, reading that? We didn't see anything about it on the local news. We didn't see anything about it. I'm telling you, we're in a battle, and it doesn't matter what's popular. It matters. We know what needs to happen, and we're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Amen? So, without further ado, I just want to say we are so grateful to have one of my, my dear friends Uh, with us today and today as he brings you the message uh, I don't have to build it up or anything like that but I will tell you this God's already moved he's going to be the icing on the cake today so I'm going to tell you I am so honored to be a part of this family I consider him my brother and I know you receive him so well every time he gets to come through here. But would you welcome Pastor uh, John. <laughs> Pastor John, come on up here. I'm supposed to call him by his dad's name. Pastor Mosbach.
6: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Thank you for the warm welcome. And I appreciate that deeply. And we give all glory to him. And I always feel obliged to do that. Whenever people clap, we give it to the Lord because he deserves it all. What a wonderful time here. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hello, brother. How are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, I wish that thing had wheels. We could take you right to Holland and uh, you could follow me anywhere I preach. You're such a blessed people. Do you realize how blessed you are? God is so good to you. He's been with you this whole journey, and uh, I feel so privileged. I knew Pastor Clay's father for a short moment, and uh, was there with you in the church under the bridge there, and then the journey that went on, I visited when you were in the sporting arena, and now here in this beautiful place, and you're adding new buildings, so I need to come back again, and uh, that's a self-invitation. And... um, (laughs) I'm just so thankful that I'm always uh, being welcomed in such a way. Thank you, Pastor, your wife, and the whole staff. You know, uh, just before I give the word that God put on my heart, I brought two books with me. And you're talking a lot about revival. I mean, Pastor Clay's been talking a lot about revival. I like revival. And revival is going on around the world. And God is doing it. And I hear that it's also in America here and there. Wonderful things. Mm you don't want to miss you don't want to miss i mean don't miss a service here you might hear that that was the service that things happened and you missed it you know you don't want to miss out but if you really want also revival in your life read the books of people that had true revival and uh, my father is one of those men and i brought his book there read his book He had these great sayings, and, uh, you know, he said, for instance, he said, he said, John, I'm like a little rubber ball. Well, that didn't sound too exciting to me, you know, but he said, I'm like a little rubber ball. He said, the devil, he can put his foot on me. He can stand on me as long as he wants, but the moment is coming that he has to take that foot away, and the moment he takes his foot away, I'm that rubber ball that just shoots up again. So, uh, hey. Maybe the devil's had his foot on you, but he can't keep it there all the time. The moment is coming that he's going to move that foot, and when it's moved, shoot up, shoot up, and you'll go up by the power of the Lord. Well, a lot more saying, but I brought a second book this time, and that is, you know, he had such tremendous miracles in his ministry. I was in Indonesia on one of the islands there, and I met a, a a lady. And when she was a child, my father visited that island, and her legs were twisted the other way around. Her feet were were going backwards, you know. And uh, as they were praying, as my father was praying for her, you heard a lot of cracking, and a lot was going on. And without anybody touching, pulling, or doing anything, those legs just started to move, move, move. And they were twisting and they were aligned perfectly again i mean miracles like that and i met this woman she was telling me her testimony and i brought a book of my father how do you receive healing from god and uh it's a sad thing that so many children of god in church are sick today that's a sad thing it, you know that altar lines are getting longer it's not a, it's not something good they should get shorter because, you know, we believe in miracles, so they should get shorter. But there's a lot of sick people these days in church. But God is the same, and he is moving. And this today could be your day. Is your day to receive your miracle. And uh, let's believe. Let's believe. I want to go to a scripture now because time, time is going fast. And, you know, I love these scriptures... I love the Word of God. You love the Word of God. It is so rich and so full. And there are these scriptures that they seem to have packed so much juice and so much flavor. And are you getting a little hungry this morning? I'm going to talk about a banquet meal today. And uh, nobody go out before we say amen. But uh, run to the restaurant now. But, you know, the Word of God, it is, Jesus was talking about manna you know, the bread coming out of heaven. And they were thinking of that bread that their forefathers had eaten, but yet, you know, they were hungry every day. But he was talking about himself being that bread, the bread of life that people would eat and they wouldn't hunger anymore. He said, if you eat my flesh, oh, you will live. And if you don't eat my flesh, and if you don't drink my blood, you don't have life within you. And I like this word of God that has so much to eat, so much to satisfy, so much to enjoy. This is a morning to enjoy the word of the Lord. This is a morning to enjoy the blessings of the gospel. There are so many blessings in the gospel. And God has prepared it. And I love these scriptures that seem to have packed inside of them. The whole gospel, it's all in one scripture. And I want to take you there to Isaiah 25. And I'm going to read it first from the um, uh, uh, King James Version, the old version, and I'll tell you why in a moment. Verse 6 of Isaiah 25, it says, and in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things. A feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of wines on the lees well revived. Oh, this is a rich scripture here. There's so much to say. Time will not permit me to, to really handle all of it. There's something to say about the host of the feast. It says, the Lord will make, the Lord will make a meal. It's not something that we, you know, ourselves crop up and, uh, you know, are busy with making and, and maybe through our, our, our energy and our will and our, our devotion and our commitment where we're, and our faith that we are mustering up, you know, we are trying to make this feast meal. No, it says the Lord will make a meal. You just sit down and eat and enjoy. Sit down and take that meat. And what kind of meat does it talk about? it talks about fat meat now i know we're living in a time we must watch our weight we don't want anybody to become obese and, and, and so it's a little difficult why did i take the old translation well the new translation left out words like fat and all that it's all lean meat but you know i go to brazil sometimes and then we go to a shuhas Korea. have you been there and oh you should go there and um and 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 you know, they, they have these restaurants, shuaskaria, these barbecue restaurants, you know, and, and they come with all these meats to the table. You just stay sitting there, and they come with big skewers of meat, all kinds of meat. Well, I don't know every kind of meat, you know. They got a picture of the cow there, and it's, it's numbers. You can find out which part of the cow you want to eat. And then but I have this Brazilian director of our ministry there, and then he tells me, "Oh, this this one, John, take this one, this one. You know which one? It's the one with the line of fat around it." And then, oh, I tell you that that just, mm. that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I remember I went into the jungle of Suriname, and uh, that's in South America, you know. And we went into the jungle for, for meetings and crusades and things. And it was very primitive. I, I, for us, they brought, you know, two toilet uh, um, pots, two toilet pots, yeah? And they made a little barn about it. And they set them next to each other. I said, brother, I think, you know, it, with people from us, there must be a little wall or something. We, <laughs> we don't sit down, do our thing, and look to each other, you know? So, <laughs> it, 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 it. so they, they said, oh, we're sorry. And they made a wall this high, you know? So at at least when you sat, you know, then your head was above, but the rest was covered. I said, brother, I think we need a little higher wall than that. But they did that for us because they never used those things themselves, you know. And I remember one day I came and they had shot a deer and it was hanging there. And they had stripped it of all the skin that was laying there. Blood was going down and it looked, and they said, this is your meal for tonight. And when I looked at it, I thought, I think I I feel the urge to fast, you know. I mean, this, this, suddenly this came upon me to fast, you know, because when I looked to that deer without skin and bleeding and hanging there, it didn't make me so anxious to eat that deer, you know. And when I think of this meal that I'm talking about this morning, it says, On this mountain the Lord will prepare a meal. And He prepared a meal for us. And what was that meal? What is that meal? It is Christ Himself. Christ Himself who was beaten who was beaten to a pulp? who took the 40 minus one with a whip which pulls out your whole skin and everything, you know, for our diseases and our sicknesses. He was beaten, his beard plucked out. He was spat upon. He was scorned. A crown of thorns on his head hung on a cross as a curse to die in our place. Naked there. Bleeding, looking so horrible, mutilated that you wouldn't even want to look at him. He was, that was such, a, such an ugly sight, such a horrific and terrible thing that you would see there. But it was God preparing a meal for you and for me. That's the meal, that's the meat. Well, you know, that evening in Suriname, we went to the dinner table and I ate that cup. I had to get over it mentally a little bit, but when I ate it, it was cooked so perfectly, so wonderfully, and I was hungry and it tasted so well. But let me tell you, it is nothing compared to how Christ tastes when you start to eat of him. The meal that has been prepared for us Eating of Christ himself, his life, his goodness, his love, his healing, his power, his all and all flowing through you, soul, body, mind, and spirit, restoring, healing, making whole, satisfying. Oh, hallelujah. What a meal. I like it in the message translation, and I'll only take uh, verse 6 from that. In the message translation it says, But here on this mountain, God of the angel armies will throw a feast for all the people of the world, a feast of the finest foods, a feast with vintage wines, and feast a feast of seven courses, a feast lavish with gourmet desserts, Etc., etc. Yes, a great meal of many courses. I wanted to speak about, for the moment that I have left, about the blessings of the gospel that are in the meat of Jesus. Another time, I would like to tell you about the joys of the gospel that are in the blood of Jesus as they are in the wine. But you do some study yourselves for that think about the host of the meal he who prepared it all and invites us to come freely and eat for naught and then think of the banqueting hall that mountain of the lord that place where you come into intimacy with him but i can i don't have you see how much there is in one verse there it's just too much too much but 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 let's go to one of those courses you know and hey let me tell you jesus spoke a lot about you know feasts and celebrations and banquets, think of the story how of the prodigal son, how it ended, the fatted calf, the celebration, the feast. So today enjoy, enjoy the gospel, enjoy the blessings of the gospel and partake of them. The first meal, the first course of the meal, I should say, is that of complete justification. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that one, you know, because you can't find it any other restaurant. It's only with the Lord. You you can do good works, you you can do all kinds of rituals. You can go to oh, the Himalaya or, or, or to Nepal or some other, you know, uh, holy city that they have in the world and you can shave your head and you can walk on your bare knees for miles on the, on the, on the, on the stones until they're all ripped apart and, 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 and give your, your hair to those gods that they do in India and so many other sacrifices, but still you will not be justified. You will, be, you will not be set free of the curse. You will receive no pardon and no forgiveness that will be upon your shoulder, that will be in your conscience, that will be in your mind constantly, that you are condemned. You are already condemned. Without Christ, we are condemned. We are walking around, but yet we are dead inside. We are on our way to hell and eternal damnation if it was not for the justification that we have received through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it says it so beautifully in Romans 8, and 34. It says, who will bring any charge against God's elect, His chosen ones? It is God who justifies us, declaring us blameless." and putting us in a right relationship with Himself. Who is the one who condemns us? Christ Jesus is the one who died to pay our penalty, and more than that, who was raised from the dead, and who is at the right hand of God interceding with the Father for us. Oh, that's another scripture, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta digest that one. We are justified. Who am I, a speck of dust in eternity here today, gone tomorrow? Who am I, a worm in the sand? I mean, I'm not worthy of myself. Who am I that God would take me and cleanse me and sanctify me and make me holy and acceptable through his son, Jesus Christ? I tell you, that is favor. That's divine favor. That's divine goodness of God. That is perfect love at work. I tell you how it is so wonderful. Oh, when you receive the gospel of Jesus Christ and you sit down and you eat of him, and all the burdens, they are just taken away from your heart and from your mind and from your body, and now you know, you know that you know you are a child of God. You have been redeemed, hallelujah. You have been set free, hallelujah. Every voice of condemnation against you has been silenced. Yeah, who condemns us? The devil does, but he's a liar. (laughs) I believe Jesus. I believe the word of the Lord that says, you are now set free. Free of the yoke of sin and bondage. Every chain is broken. I tell you, that's a meal. That's a feast. That's an enjoyable meal today to rejoice about. Hmm. Yeah, tell me what other restaurant has that. <laughs> yeah. No restaurant offers that. But you know, another reason why I chose that, that um, uh, King James version, it talks about the marrow, the marrow. Uh, there's a lot to say about the marrow. Uh, to take out marrow is a painful process. And we are and, and to cook it is a difficult thing and, and, and to make it, and, 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 but, but you know, there are. I know America is the land of hot dogs and hamburgers and fries, but you know, and I don't mean that in a bad way, because sometimes you just want, you know, when I'm on a mission trip somewhere and I see those golden arches, that uh, that's a blessing sometimes because you know what you're getting, you know. Yeah. But but you know there are there are certain restaurants and foods. That the sauce and everything is very complex, and it takes a long time, days sometimes, to to let that simmer and 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 join together to bring out that that wonderful flavor. And, and you know, it's like every time that you take it, you're tasting. You're, you're, what's 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 in that? You know, I I, I taste a little ginger, and, and I taste a little. You know, a mushroom is there, and. and what, what kind of herbs? What kind of things that they use to create this wonderful meal? And and the same is with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know about justification, but there's there's more in it. There's deeper flavors there. The marrow is there, and the marrow of the matter, and that is so wonderful that it's all legal. It's legal. I remember. We were on a mission trip somewhere, and uh, we were going to eat, and he, the man, he said, I'm going to take you to a real nice place. He says, but first we need to make a stop, and uh, we stopped at a little Chinese grocery store, and he uh, bought, you know, some bottles of Coke and 7-Up and stuff like that, and then we went to the restaurant, and he ordered a meal, but no drinks, and then we're sitting there. He said, now, under the table, you can take a little Coke. And you could take a little seven up, you know, because that's, uh, that's, you know, that's expensive. So we we'll, we'll, we'll we brought it ourselves. That was weird. <laughs> and it felt awkward. You know, it was like the other man who told me, I can get you inside of that uh, concert thing or whatever it was. And uh, I thought he can get tickets, but he meant he can get me inside. You know, there's a difference there. <laughs> so he said, I came there. He said, now he said, go to the back. He said, and when it started and it's dark, I'll open the back door and let you in. You can sit anywhere that's vacant. And that's weird. <laughs> a- a- and I went inside and, and, and I sat down somewhere, but I had to go to the bathroom, but I didn't dare to go out of the audience. I thought if I come back, they ask me for my ticket. I don't have a ticket. I'm sitting here. People are watching me. It, it was not legal, not right. But we are justified, and we don't have to sneak in through the back. We don't have to bring our own drink under the table, you know, because it's all so expensive. It is legal. God redeemed us in a way that is legal. And that legal way is that somebody had to pay. He didn't do like... That's not salvation or grace. We can look everybody in the face. We can look our accuser in the face. We can stand before the judge and we know we will be declared free because we are free because the price has been paid. It's important to have your receipts yeah i was walking out of a store and they told me sir can we look into your bag i said you look all you want why was i so free to let him look all that he wanted i had the receipt whatever he showed me i said it's on the receipt it's paid for it's paid for that's the marrow that's the deepness of the flavor here we have been justified and it's all done legally because christ himself was offered up as a sacrifice in our place on that mountain. And he took all our shame and guilt. And he took the curse upon himself. And the full wrath of God was upon him. And all these things were done that at the end of the line, we could stand here today and know that we are free in Jesus' name because we are one with him. Quickly, quickly, there's another course coming up. There's another course coming up. I like this one too because this is the doctrine or, 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 or what has been taught about adoption. I'm not just justified and now I'm sitting there in the crowd of the redeemed of the Lord. But I'm sitting there still as a stranger. I have been adopted into the family of God. Now, hey, hey, think of that for a moment. You can call yourself now, if you're the redeemed one, a child of the living God. We sing the song, you know, I am a child of God, you know, and it sings so easily, but do you know and understand what that means? (laughs) You are a a son, a daughter of the Most High, of the Eternal One, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're walking through life now as a prince, as a princess of the house of God. You are walking through life as a priest that is able to stand before him and not fear or tremble and say, Oh, great almighty God, which you can do and it's all good. But you can stand there and say, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. You know, Abba, Father, that means Papa. Papa papa yeah i like do you use papa here or is it father yeah i'm grandfather now yeah i I know you wouldn't tell but i'm grandfather now but you know i don't like if they call me grandfather i suddenly feel like 20 years older you know and i don't have the color hair for that I, i i don't and uh so uh, uh, my grandson, he calls me Opa, you know, Opa, Opa. Well, that sounds better for me. Opa. And, um, but, but to call him the creator, Abba, Father, Papa. And you know, you can say it in many different ways. Oh, papa, oh, Papa, Papa. But also sometimes, Papa, Papa. You can say it in different ways. And, and just the way you say it can be a prayer by itself. Papa! And you know, I don't know about you, but I have three sons and when they were small, you know, sometimes, Papa! Okay, I I'm coming. Papa! Well, I ran. You know, there's a And it's the same with him. Same with him. But but there's there's something deeper here. Uh, uh, uh I had scriptures with everything here, but um the time, uh, the time. But uh There's something deeper here that says, you know, and and it's it's being taught in the Word, that if I am a son, a true son, not, you know, some people, yeah, but he's the adopted one. No. Paul teaches that we are completely equal, no difference anymore. We are a son, a legitimate son. So, don't keep saying, yeah, that's the adopted one, you know, that's the... Uh, 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 he was adopted. You know that's never nice to hear. Yes, that, that's my son, my daughter, and that's the adopted one. That that we are a son, we are a daughter, genuine. And if I am a son and a daughter, uh, well, I'd be the son then. Uh, I am also a heir. I'm an heir, a co-heir with Jesus. Let, let me read two scriptures. First John three. Verse 1, it says, See what an incredible quality of love the Father has shown to us, that we would be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Yeah, you believe it too? Yes. Okay. Uh, now I lost it. Yeah, and so we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. And then Romans 8, verse 17, it says, And if we are his children, then we are his heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance if indeed we share in his suffering, so that we may also share in his glory. And then Romans eight thirty two, he who did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? That's something deep there. I'm a child of God because I've been justified, made holy. I'm a child of God. But I'm also an heir now. You that came for healing this morning, you can ask healing. You will receive healing. You may receive healing because it's part of our inheritance. That's the meal that was prepared. Remember how God was preparing him on that mountain and he was beaten Beaten the 39 stripes. That was for our healing. We are now healed in Jesus' name. And we may receive that as an inheritance. Uh, You want another course there? I like this one. It is that we are the object of his eternal life. Without beginning, without end. You know, some people, they have a problem with believing or saying that they are... They have been elected by God. Well, you know, I believe in free will. I mean, all around the world, these leaders now, they're doing in free will whatever they want to do. But still God in the midst of it all, he's fulfilling his plan and it will be completely fulfilled. How these things go together is mind-boggling sometimes. But for me, I know I have been loved before this world was created. Before Adam fell in the Garden of Eden before the angels sang that beautiful song to the shepherds in Bethlehem that the Redeemer had been born, before he suffered and died, before he rose out of the grave, I was already on his mind. You were already on his mind, and you were loved. It says in Jeremiah 31.3, it says there, the Lord appeared to me from ages past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. God, there's more scriptures. There's many more scriptures. You are loved. Eternal love. He didn't start loving you when you were born. He didn't start loving you when you needed his love. He loved you always. And if he loved you always, he will continue to love you always and he loves you now. And maybe you don't see it in your life or understand because you're going through some trials and you're going through some tribulations and you have some suffering and maybe your prayers have not been answered right away. I was talking to Grand Ross this morning. I said, I remember I was on a mission trip and I ate something wrong, you know, I ate something wrong and my stomach i tell you it was in the night making noises and sounds i didn't know were inside of me and um and i i i I was you know i was in the room and so what did i do well i'm a man of god what do you think i did i took hold of the situation i said father in the name of jesus i command this pain to leave right now and even if it was my fault Because I ate that thing, and I should have known by now, but still, in the name of Jesus, I take control right now. A little bit later, I prayed again. I said, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you. You promised it in your word. You promised healing. You promised. Lord, let your promise be a reality right now. I receive every promise in Jesus' name. I think about half an hour later, I was sitting on the bathroom, and I was praying, Lord, I beg you, Jesus, I beg you. (laughs) Oh, I was crying and begging, and I said, Lord, forget what I ever, I believed in authority and power and all that. I said, "Just, just save me, just save me. Yeah, well, salvation came. And I felt liberated, I tell you about that. I felt liberated. You can cut this if you need to. (laughs) And he loves us with all that. All that. He loves us and we must know that he loves us. And that his love is a perfect plan. And you don't need to explain it. We can't explain it always. You know, they want us pastors to explain it. Why am I going? Why isn't that prayer heard? Why you anointed me? Why did not nothing happen yet? Why, why did that person get healed and I'm still in my sur- I I can't explain it because you can't explain love. But love is perfect. And God's love for you is wonderful and he will bring you out. There's another thing my father taught me. He said, John, you know the thing about us? He said, "We always end on top. No matter how the journey, no matter how deep we need to go, no matter how much is against us, no matter how hopeless we feel sometimes, we will always end on top. Always end on top, and blessed, and happy, and satisfied, and fulfilled." Mm. I mean, it, it's time, but it, it, one more course quickly, then one more course, yeah. Actually, I want two more, but um, (laughs) the great truth about our union with Christ, eat, eat that, eat that today, enjoy, he is the bridegroom, and we are his bride, that, that, that's a meal, that's, that's intimacy, that's, that's a divine connection, that's holy, untouchable, that connection. We are his, and he is ours. But, but there's so many different ways that the Bible explains it. We are a member of his body. That, that's, that's the gospel. I'm talking to you about the gospel. That's the gospel. We are members of his body. If the hand hurts, the head knows. We are connected to the head. He is our great head. We are connected to each other. What a wonderful thing. We are one with him. We are in union with him. He is the vine and we are the branches. That means his life is flowing through us, producing fruit through us. All you have to do is just stick around. (laughs) Just stick around, you know. Just stay in him as he is in you. Oh, we have such a great union with Christ. It says... um, uh, uh, In John 17, verse 22, 23, I have given to them the glory and honor which you have given me, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected and completed into one so that the world may know without any doubt that you sent me and that you have loved them just as you have loved me. He in us, he in me, me in him, the father in him, in me, me in him. It's all a union. And we are built together as living stones. Oh, I tell you, this is a wonderful meal today. I hope you're enjoying it and that you're eating of it. And, and, and there is there is rich marrow inside of this. There's rich marrow inside of this. Yes, that that means if we are one with him, then we have died with Him. If we are one with Him, we have been resurrected to life with Him. If we are one with Him, then we are sitting with Him in heavenly places on high. Oh, these are all scriptures you can find. That is some flavorable sauce, juice, soup to eat. And it takes a lifetime to try to find out all these ingredients that are there. And Finally, I can be short on that one, but it's, it, 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 it's something deep to the last course for today. The doctrine of resurrection and everlasting life. I thought it was important to give you this one. <laughs> Jesus said, John eleven twenty five, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes and adheres and trusts and relies on me as Savior will live even if he dies. I mean, I'm enjoying this meal right now in this life, but it's nothing yet compared to how I will enjoy Christ when I leave this body. Death is not something I have to dread or look against, you know, like something fearful. It is the doorway for me to finally get rid of this this body that's always sick and, you know, always in rebellion, etc., etc. And I will finally understand the fullness of what He accomplished on the cross for me. I will finally be able to enjoy that meal to the fullest which I cannot now in this earthly body, because there's so much more that Christ has done for us. But in this body, we cannot contain it all. In this world, we cannot have it all. But this world is short, dear people. Even if you become 102, mama's 95 right now. Five more years and she'll get a free cake from the governor. I think she's going for that. But to go up there and to be with him there where there are no more tears, no more pain, no more sorrows, no more guilt, no more shame, no more sin, no more temptation to sin, no more judgment upon sin, no more fear to sin, everything will be gone, hallelujah. And we will behold him as he is and we will be like him, oh hallelujah. Oh, I tell you i tell you the gospel the gospel the gospel you go take me to any good restaurant and i dare you take me to the best restaurant pastor <laughs> take i dare you take me to the best restaurant and i'll test it i'll be i'll be willing to test it he always treats me so well and uh, and sometimes he's amazed that we're here and he says any restaurant you can pick and i said let's get a firehouse sub because we don't have that in Holland you know (laughs) yeah yeah but dear brothers and sisters the gospel I mean some are here and you're just starting you're just starting to nibble at it some are here and maybe you've been a child of God for 30 40 50 years I hope you're still enjoying the meal and if not what happened did you find another restaurant are you trying to feed yourself with with the food that this world has to offer to get the same satisfaction and enjoyment you once enjoyed when you came to church and you said all that i want is you all that i need is christ christ is my all in all you know this verse it speaks about the host it speaks about the banqueting hall it speaks about the meal and the, but it also speaks about the guests the guests are you a guest And have you accepted the invitation? And have you surrendered all other things and have found out that nobody and nothing in this world can give you the satisfaction, the joy, the the fulfillment, the the peace? That's the next part, you know, the the joys, the wine, what's in his blood is peace, peace. And joy and security and safety in the midst of this crazy world. You're full at peace. You have a serenity and a calm. And it's not because you're sitting in a lotus house, you know, in a lotus thing in some Buddhistic with somebody going boom, boom, boom around the pot and stuff like that. It's because Jesus is on the inside. Jesus is there, and he said, my peace I give to you, and it's not the peace that the world can give to you. Oh, if you are that person that has been hanging on for so long, pastor's talking a lot about revival, because he feels in his spirit there is something that God wants to pour out. Some of you, all the people, you have tasted the revival in the 50s, 60s, 70s, even some in the 80s, that the Holy Spirit just came over you and you were on the ground, not because somebody pushed you, but you were there because the Spirit of God came upon you and you had no more control. And you were just basking in the fullness and in the joy of Jesus Christ that through him the Holy Spirit could come to you. And maybe something happened along the way, disappointments, but your disappointments are appointments with Him. I don't know what happened, but today, oh, sit down at the table. Sit down. It's not your effort, it's not your faith, it's not your (laughs) sacrifice, your offering. It's not, there's all good things, but it's not that He has prepared for you a feast of meals, and it's His Son. Maybe you say, I already know that. I already know that. No, there is flavor. there. There are dishes there. There is depth there that you have not tasted before. And he wants to give it to you in this season. Oh, hallelujah. If you're hungry for him, just stand up a moment before I hand the service back. Just stand up a moment and say, Jesus, I'm eating of your flesh right now. I'm drinking of your wine i 'm not saying anything about cannibalism then you don 't understand this message it 's not that, but yet you are eating and drinking christ himself it 's only him we have forsaken every other ground upon which we trust or upon which we believe for anything for For us to receive it's all in him it's in him give me jesus lord give me jesus give me these blessings from the gospel that he ascertained for me give me the healing for my heart give me the healing for my mind give me the freedom lord set me free it's all in the gospel today let me eat that course of freedom let me eat that course of deliverance i'm walking around fearful I'm walking around burdened. But Jesus said, give your burdens to me and I will give you rest. It's all in the gospel. It's all in him. It's all in that meal that has been prepared for you. He wants to set you free. He wants to heal you, set you free of anxiety, set you free. Some are a walking medicine cabinet. It's okay. Use whatever you can to, but, but believe also that there is a moment that you will be set free of all these things. God will heal you from top to bottom. He will heal your heart that has been broken because of broken love affairs. He will heal your spirit inside of you and he will restore you. He will restore your ministry. He will restore your marriage, your family. He will bring your children back. Oh, let's believe today that it's all in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And not only for us, but this is a meal that is open for all people. All people can come. From every nation, every tongue, every tribe, all can come and enjoy and feast upon Jesus today. Just surrender to Him. Receive it in Jesus' name. Enjoy it in Jesus' name. Thank Him for it in Jesus' name. And give Him all glory, honor, and praise. Amen. Amen.
3: With heads bowed and eyes closed all across this room, you're here today and you went through worship, you felt the presence of God. You went through the message and heard about the beauty of the gospel. And right now you know that there are things in your life that don't honor God. You know that you need to get right with Jesus You say The Holy Spirit's already been working on your heart If that's you right now There's nobody looking around, this is personal business But you say, I need Jesus today, Pastor If that's you, I want you to lift your hand up Right where you are and say, Pastor, that's me I'm not going to embarrass you today But I think it's important for you to make this stand Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you Any other hands? Thank you, thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you Any other? I don't want to miss a person This is too important One more scan. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Amen. You can place your hands back down. I'm going to ask our altar workers and pastors who are available to come to the front very quickly. And we're going to pray a prayer. We've already seen the hand of God moving in this place. And I'm believing for greater. Can anybody agree with that with me? We're believing for greater. This prayer we're gonna pray is the continuation of the choice that you just made. It's the confession with our mouth. The only thing that I ask of you outside of this is that you tell somebody about the decision that you're making today, because you're not meant to walk alone. We'll go with you as far as you'll let us. We believe in you and we are proud of you. So we're gonna say this prayer together as a family all across this room. Can we just bow our heads and say this together? Dear Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and make me new. I receive you, Jesus, as my personal Savior. I repent of my sin and I turn away from my past. Today I am forgiven and I'm a new creation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord's...